This is our devotional commentary for Romans chapter 3. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value of circumcision? Much in every way. To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means. For then how could God judge the world? But if through my lie God's truth abounds to his glory, why am I still being condemned as a sinner? And why not do evil that good may come, as some people slanderously charge us with saying, their condemnation is just? What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one, no one understands, no one seeks for God, all have turned aside, together they have become worthless, no one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave, they use their tongues to deceive, the venom of asps is under their lips, their mouth is full of curses and bitterness, their feet are swift to shed blood, in their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that One is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. If 
you were to die tonight and God said, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? The question has baffled many, but answers are always telling. Most people will somehow appeal to what they have done or not done, how they have tried to do right, love others, and follow God's ways. They don't claim perfection, but they consider themselves at least as good as others and are hopeful that God will see that their good outweighs their bad. Romans 3 shows how this way of reasoning is tragically misguided. The most well-known verse of the chapter sums it up well. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 23. The sinful human condition is universal and terminal. There's no use comparing ourselves with one another because even the most moral person fails to live up to the moral standard God requires. For three chapters, Paul has been emphasizing our human plight. And now he throws down the hammer. None is righteous. No, not even one. Verse 10. Both Jews and Gentiles are under sin, he says. And while it is a blessing to know God's law, by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin. The more you realize what God actually requires, the less you are inclined to promote yourself. The Ten Commandments were given, he says, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. But if this first section of Romans leads to despair, we must keep reading. Remember, this book is about the gospel, God's good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Verses 21 through 26 may well be the most important paragraph in the whole Bible, densely packed with gospel truth. Here we learn that the righteousness needed to be accepted by God is a righteousness that he himself provides, apart from our law-keeping. It's a righteousness that's given to us by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. By his sacrifice, our redemption is accomplished. We are set free from sin and death. God sent his Son as a propitiation, satisfying the demands of his own wrath. In this way, God is able to maintain his justice while justifying sinners. Our hope is not that God might overlook our sins or decide they don't really matter. Rather, Christ paid for sins when he died on the cross. Those who trust in him are saved by grace. That's the message of the gospel. And that's the only reason God should let me into heaven. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.